Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Hello and welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I'm Alicia May, your host, and today we're going to be speaking to the lovely Charlotte Pridmore of your big, bold, beautiful life. She's the ultimate life coach and women's transformation coach. Today we're going to be talking all about the emotional and mental transformation necessary in order to deliver your A-game at an event in life, no matter what you're doing, where you're going. So thanks so much for joining me, Charlotte. It's so amazing to talk to you again. You're welcome. Nice to be here. Thank you. Amazing. Um, So tell us a little bit more about yourself, your story. How did you get started in being a wonderful coach? And tell us more about just you in general. Okay, so I, uh, the short version, because it is quite a long story, the short version is um, I moved to London when I was 19, um, from the UK, as you can probably tell. Um, I lived there for 10 years, had loads of corporate jobs, never really found anything that I really wanted to get my teeth stuck into. I sort of became quite obsessed with personal development. I was obsessed with Sex and the City, like me and my friend used to just sit and pour and have constant, constant, you know, constant <laughs> conversations about life and love and all that and so that sort of start, started all that and then my life sort of had a, I had a massive upheaval at 30 I left I got pregnant left my partner of 10 years we bought a house together I had a really good job and I left my house my job my friends my life everything and moved back home to my parents because I had nowhere else to go and so pretty much started life again at 30 um, I retrained as a hairdresser because I wanted something that was flexible around my little boy. But I sort of got five years into that and just thought, this sucks. Um, it wasn't what I imagined my life to be. I had really big dreams as a child. I actually wanted to be an actress. So I used to practice my Oscar acceptance wow. speech <laughs> as a child. So as you can imagine, you know, hairdressing in a little salon in my hometown wasn't exactly, you know, the big vision. So at the band that time, I got introduced to a business. Um, it's in the health and wellness industry. I said, yes, I had no idea what I was doing, I didn't know if I could do it, whether or not I would be successful. Um, in fact, I didn't think I would be. So for the first year, I didn't take it very seriously. But what I realized is, is that my self-belief was pretty much on the floor as a hangover from a bad relationship and all that fallout. So I just got to work on myself and turned that business um, into a very successful one. And yeah, and that, that sort of was in the next four or five years. And then I got to a point where, do you know what? And and in that business, it was a network marketing company. And in that, my favorite bit about it was coaching the people and showing people that they're capable of more. And I absolutely buzzed off it. Like, I absolutely love it. It just lit me up. And then somebody just said to me one day, you know, you should coach. You'd be really good at it. And I was just like, 
do you mean I can? Like I thought I needed a degree <laughs> in psychology. Right, right. <laughs> and um, but for my own integrity, I did I did want to do some qualifications. So I went and got myself qualified. Um, I'm qualified NLP um, uh, practitioner, timeline therapy practitioner, and I'm also going to be in the summer going to be training with Marissa Peer doing the RTT rapid transformational therapy. So excited about that! So that all started about eighteen months ago, and I've just loved every minute of it since. So I, and, and I still have my other business; I keep that going. But this That's is where my heart lies. This is what yes. I do. For it lights you up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It lights you up. And that's amazing. I love that story because I think all, all of us have gone through this transformation of some sort leading to where we are today. And, you know, the thought of this being online, digital coach, you know, it was not even a vision or a thought in my mind when I was, you know, 20 years old. So I absolutely love that. Now, we spoke a few weeks ago and you were talking about the anchor process. And I'd love to talk about that and basically how it can relate to an event because a lot of women come to me and they say, Alicia, I'd love to host an event, but I'm not ready or I'm too afraid or I'm anxious or down the road, I'd like to you know, host an event or retreat or small workshop. And I don't know if I'm, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally prepared and ready. So maybe the anchor process can be a great way for women to start to host an event and maybe it can help them kind of transform their thoughts and their ideas. So talk to me about the anchor process. Okay. Um, the anchor process is an NLP process and you'll, you'll see people using it all the time. So you'll see athletes use it before they, um, they set off, they'll have music in their ears or they'll be doing something. Um, I was going to use a rugby reference then, but you probably won't get it. So I won't. <laughs> There's no nope. certain sports, sports people, um, do a thing before they, like they have to wear a certain, or they, they touch their ear or they do something sure and that is an anchor so our brain um has neuro pathways in it obviously and we can we can train it to associate a feeling physical action or a sound or a piece of music in order to elicit a state so um it's something that i use in the first step of my process so i have a, a framework called truly madly deeply which basically means truly sort your shit out fall madly in love with yourself and then attract and manifest sort of the life, business, um, relationship, whatever that you deserve. And in this case, obviously, that's an event. So um, it's one of the processes I use. And what it does is it allows the person to, to what we do. And I, I, I could actually take, I can take you through it now. Absolutely. So what I would do is I would get somebody to sit there and I would think, I would ask them the question and say, how do you want to feel before the event? Like, how do you want to feel? And so those things, and I have done this for people with events before. So that would say, well, I want to feel calm. I want to feel confident. I want to feel um, excited, but not nervous. You know, that sort of, I want to turn the nerves to excitement. And so all you do, it's very simple. And you could listen to this podcast again and I could, and this will take you through it. Is you close your eyes and you imagine, and you can use a piece of music or a physical, if I was with you, I would touch you when I, when I saw mm -hmm. you speak but you know that because you're feeling it. So this, my, um, my anchor is I push my, my thumb and my forefinger together quite firmly. So when I do that, I get a feeling because my anchor is very strong. So what you do is you say, okay, so can you remember a time when you felt really calm? And I would, the person would climb into that space. So can you remember a specific event when you were really calm? And they, you know, you'd say yes. And you say, okay, I want you to just go there now, and I want you to see what you can see, 
hear what you can hear, feel what you can feel when you felt completely and utterly beautifully calm and maximize it, like make it bigger, make it brighter, make it calmer. And then I would watch the person, there's something called visual, uh, visual acuity. So I'll, I could see someone's breathing slow down. So I would touch them if I was with you, but I could do this remotely because you just know when that feeling is. So the minute you feel at your most calm, you then elicit your anchor and that means you press your foot, thumb and forefinger together, you could stroke your ear, whatever. You have to be able to do it in public, otherwise it would look weird. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be slapping yourself. Don't, don't you? So you would elicit the anchor and you would hold it there until that feeling starts to dissipate. And when it does, you just let go. And then we do the next one. So calm, um, confident. So can you remember a time when you felt really, really confident? Okay, go there now. Can you see what you can see, hear what you can hear, feel what you can feel? So you're engaging all the senses in that visualization and the, the brain remembers it. And then when you feel at the height of that confidence, like really, and you can blow it up, like so make it massive cinema screen in front of you. And when you start to feel that, you know, feeling really confident is then you elicit the anchor again. And that we take, and we go through the process with each of the emotions. Um, and then we test it. So we say, okay, I'd say to somebody, right, test it now. And they'll press together and there will, be a, there will be a feeling associated to that because your brain is very, very clever. And then the homework to that is every time you naturally feel those states, you would elicit your anchor. So every time you're sight, once you put the kids to bed and you've got your glass of wine in your hand and you're feeling like really relaxed, you just press it because your brain then associates that feeling to that, to that emotion. Oh, that's brilliant. So it's brilliant to use, like a, a guy I know is a really good public speaker. He does, he rubs his fingers like, like the sand running through his fingers. He does that oh, before really? he speaks because he has that association of sand being on a beach and calm and have the sand running through his fingers. That's so, what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. So it's just something that you can use that's very quick. You can use it anywhere that would allow you to just calm yourself down so you make sure you deliver. And you might not choose calm, you might choose powerful, empowered, you know, strong, whatever, however, and whatever energy you want to have on that stage or when you're doing that event or that retreat. Um, and you can use it and it's something you can teach your kids. It's something that you can teach, you know, anyone in your life. So it's really simple. I love that. That's amazing. As, as you were talking about different feelings, I was imagining you know, my calm stay, like I said, the beach and my confident. And I think I definitely going to intertwine that into my life because I think mm. it can be just be, like you said, an event. It could be just daily. And I love that. That's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. <laughs> so talk to me about, um, so a lot of, again, I want to relate it, what you do to events because I think it's really, really amazing and it's transformative. And I love that you can pull in different aspects of just being the, the transformation that people come right to you with, so, or leave you with, right? Mm -hmm. So how would you say women can deal with their own stuff or how can they deal with those limiting beliefs that they come to you with, whether it's an event, whether it's life as well, how can they work through that process before the event? Good question. So I think that, um, for my my philosophy is that, that no matter what business you have is irrelevant it, you are a woman and you are at the heart of that and your business doesn't run without you and it's and and all this whole process came out through my own experience so i the first go the first run i had at being a coach i got involved in a program and it was a business it was a it was she was a business coach 
and I wasn't ready. I didn't know at the time, but I wasn't ready. So I blamed everything else. It was her fault. It was, well, I didn't actually do that because I'm not that kind of person, but I was, I walked away from it because I couldn't do it. Like, a, and it was working for all these other people, but it wasn't working for me. And I was just like, then I went into comparison and, and then I went, I, this was before I did my training. And when I did my training, obviously all the NLP and timeline therapy stuff that I do, I have to go through every single process myself in order to be able to teach it and be able to practice it. So it sorted my shit out basically. Right. And you know, there's very quick, I mean, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, if people don't know what that is, it, it talks to your unconscious mind and it, and that's where, that's what drives the bus. So you can consciously know that you're a badass and you can consciously know that you're capable. But if your unconscious is running a different tape, then your actions and your behavior will, will take you off course. You'll self-sabotage, right. you'll procrastinate. Like procrastination is just your inner, your, you know, your unconscious mind going, I don't want to do this. Right. Because when limiting beliefs come in, you've got to, you know, our brain is very simple, actually. It, it responds to the pictures in our head and the words that we say. It likes the familiar. It hates the unfamiliar. So when you're building a business, or you're trying to do an event, my God, that's so unfamiliar to you. So mm. if you've never done it before, so your brain's going to do everything it possibly can in order to stop you doing it. So the way that you do that is that you can, a really simple way of doing it without just for yourself is to write awareness is key so i always tell my clients to play detective so spend a week playing detective every time you hear yourself say something negative journal it write it down every time that you get to the end of the day if you've had a crap day just get it all out on paper and then close the book put the pen down go and do something different and then come back at it and read it and say is that me because actually there is a difference between your inner being and your brain and your brain is your ego trying to keep you safe because it's just trying to preserve energy and your inner being is the one that's making you listen to this podcast. It's the one that's made you start your business. It's the one that makes you start to want to do the event because it knows better. Right. So I work a lot with the law of attraction as well. So it's like learning to trust that inner guidance and ignoring the head. And I always make my clients have a little avatars for each one. So the head is like the annoying girl at school that you hated. <laughs> um, but she really was the best for you. So it's not about being angry at it. It's like saying, I appreciate what you're trying to do. I appreciate you're trying to keep me safe, but I'm a big girl. I know what I'm doing. And just being able to say, just, you know, to get rid of it, but to be, sorry, to become aware of what your limiting beliefs are and to just ask yourself, are they true? Mm. Is it true that I'm not enough? No, not really. I know that we are meaning making machines. So if you tell a story, and this is the most important thing, what is your story? What, what is the story that you regurgitate to people when they ask you to tell your story? Write it out and then PR it differently. <laughs> so instead of, instead of saying, oh, you know, I really lack confidence because this teacher at school, um, you know, was really horrible to me and mean to me. You can, it is your choice to change that too. Do you know what? I had a really mean teacher at school, but despite her, I decided to rise anyway. Despite her, I decided to. So you can change your story. Remember your brain responds to the pictures in your head and the words that you say. So change your story, rewrite it so it makes sense and rewrite it so it empowers you. It doesn't have to be untrue. You can just PR it slightly differently to yourself. And then when you tell your story, instead of people feeling sorry for you, they feel empowered by you and inspired by you. I love that. I love that. Cause I know we always have that little 
chatty Kathy, right? Mm -hmm. Telling you something that you can't do or shouldn't mm -hmm. do, or even not even just your voice, but actual people in real life telling you that you shouldn't do that and shouldn't do That's that. That's just their voice. That's their inner voice projecting out onto you because if right. they, you know, whenever anyone's being critical about what you're doing, especially when you're trying to do something that is different and when you're trying to launch a business, it is different to what most people do. What it does is it, it's, you know, psychology 101, it reflects a mirror onto them and they go, actually, I'm really miserable. I should be doing something about my life, but I'm not going to because I can't be bothered. So what I'll do is I'll project that onto somebody else because then that keeps them in my world. It, That's right. It makes, it makes me happier about my choices. Right. <laughs> so just got to love them and say thank you for your input and I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> That's a lovely way to, to, to say yes. Thank you, for your input. Thank you for your input. So I love that. I think that is so important. And um, I think that is going to help so many women, especially when they're listening to this podcast and they're like, wait a second, I can do this. Let's change that voice. Let's change what I'm thinking. Because that hinders so many women. I think 80% of people that come to me or say, I'm not ready, but how can I still do this? So mm -hmm. I love that you have shared that. So Talk to me about the process then. So um, I love that we can tackle that at the beginning of an event. If I have a client or if I've got somebody or if somebody out there is listening that wants to start it and they start it, they've talked, they've checked in with themselves, they've written it down, all the journaling and things come up during the process of the event. So always, right? It's the fear that starts to kick in. It's the anxiety. It's other people. It's, you know, so how can that process be? continued throughout okay so i'm i'm gonna um quote something i've learned very recently from mel robbins who i absolutely adore absolutely she, she was talking about fear and this is there is no way, but better way of putting it really but fear is just a lack of control so obviously as you're tr as you're trying to launch this event and, and maybe obviously you've got a million plates spinning when this is happening and you know there's all so much going on there's so much to think about and sometimes the enormity of it, and I think this is key, especially for somebody arranging an event, is that if you think about, I'd like to do an event, and then you start to think about all the things that are needed to do. I mean, obviously, this is why people need you, Alicia. Um, mm -hmm. All the things that need to be done, the, oh, the bigness of it, the overwhelm, you know, it's overwhelming and it paralyzes you. And I think she uses the analogy of Lego bricks, and I love it. It's like, instead of because it's great to have vision and i've got a vision board and it's brilliant to have that big life that you want and it's great to keep one eye on that but i think what is the next lego brick you need to do what is the first thing you need to do and that it might in an event it might be decide on who what you want to do it on like what's your subject what's your zone of genius what's your passion absolutely but even before that maybe doing three so it's laying those lego bricks and pivoting and knowing that when the fear comes up, maybe you've just gone too big too quickly in, in your thought process. So like, for instance, if somebody said, oh, you know, I, I need to um, uh, find out, you know, I need to ring, you know, book an event or book a venue. And then, and then they go, oh my God, like there's so many venues. And it's like, okay, let's just Google venues. Mm -hmm. That would be the first brick. So maybe if, if you're, as you're going through the process, if you start to feel overwhelmed, you've just got a little bit too big and just bring it back down to like, right, do I, what do I need to get done today? Absolutely. To pivot yes. in the right direction of this being a success. Absolutely. No, I love that. Bring, hone yourself into just 
take a step back because big picture scares people, especially with so many moving pieces. Now, when I talked to you before, you talked about the strategy. So you talked to me about the, the strategy. It, you can still have all the strategy. So, and you can still have the blueprint and you can still have everything maybe you possibly need handed on a silver platter. So if they've downloaded a course or if they've done this, um, but like I said, sometimes it kind of gets, it almost, it almost hinders them to push go, correct? Mm, yeah. And yeah, so, because, because I think, I mean, what I do was born out of, like I said, was born out of my own experience that I think there is, there is work to be done before, before we go ahead because you, you can struggle through and you can grind through it, but are you going to enjoy it while you're doing it? Like maybe not like, so it's just, a, I think for me, it's about looking inward. It's doing the inner work and saying, right, okay, actually what have I got hanging around this baggage that I've got hanging around? What have I got hanging around me that I could, that it really isn't serving me if I'm going to, if I'm going to build this business or do this event, like what do I need to let go of? Is it the thing that I'm not enough? Is it that success isn't available to me? Is it that, you know, you don't deserve it? You know, and with most women, that's what we've been conditioned to believe that we shouldn't want more and it's wrong to ask for more, especially when it comes to money. You know, there's a whole, right. other, whole other subject, yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we haven't got time to get into that, but <laughs> oh God, that's been my big one. My so, um, so just like I said, awareness of what you need to let go of and finding somebody to help you let go of that, whether that be, um, you know, a coach or a therapist or whatever, just and it doesn't have to be major stuff like you don't have to have a major drama in your childhood or you know this massive horrible thing happened to you it's just the little tiny things that happen to us that I always say um you know you get born with this beautiful light that believes it can do anything you don't, children aren't born with limiting beliefs no they just they get them as they get older and life kicks the shit out of us as we get through life and and it can be a, a bad relationship a bad boss uh, you know a, a, a you know a weird experience or something that's just impacted you and if we're not careful that becomes our in our dna and it becomes who we believe we are and and, and if we're going to be successful ridiculously successful we have to on you know honor that let it go and move forward but then it comes down to self-love like really appreciating who you are like just what is your unique skill being aware of it being able to talk about it and not be embarrassed be able to take a compliment and not go, oh, you know, no, I'm not this old thing. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's important. And I think, especially women in business, we have to be a beacon for other women and we have to, we have to own our shit, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's important. So it's like, do are you, I think if you can't take a compliment well with ease and grace, you've got some self-worth issues going on. Right, right. <laughs> and that's most women. You I say know. to me, you look beautiful today. Oh, you know, oh, really? No, I don't. Oh, you know, you can't just say thank you. Right, right. You know, and, it's, and, it's, and it's funny how it, it just this happened yesterday when we, I was speaking to um, another woman at hockey practice. And I said, oh, you look great. You just came back from Florida. And she was tan. She looked glowing. She's like, oh, really? I didn't think so. And she kind of did the same, like the hair in, the, in her hair and just kind of, oh, okay, well, you know, she didn't, she couldn't take it properly. So I completely understand that. And it's funny how the more that you are aware of this mm. and the, the more that you see it happen, mm. right? <laughs> because if you're going to go and do an event, you know, if it's your event, and you've organized it and put all that hard work in and you're the person that's the face of it 
then you owe it to yourself to to have worked on and improved your self-worth because people feel it like your and if you're going to get onto the subject of energy like people will feel it and there's nothing more inspiring for me than a confident woman like somebody who owns her shit she she loves who she is not in a conceited you know horrible arrogant way but just can take a compliment gives them to is open and warm and loving and and takes it and gives it you know that's that's what confidence is so i think it's really really important so i think especially in this in the context of events um you you have to put some work into this like it's so important because you'll because if you do then you you'll enjoy it absolutely the whole point (laughs) you're you're doing what you love you know and it, it should be you should be enjoying it and you won't enjoy it as much if you haven't checked in with some inner stuff before you go absolutely now in your in your experience how long would it take to work on your owning your shit or work on your inner confidence and doing the anchoring process and the energy kind of the whole package what would you say is a good timeline okay well i you know it's an ever-evolving thing i'm not saying there's a specific time that, that i mean when i work with people my process is um 18 weeks so we do six weeks on the first section, six weeks in the middle and six weeks at the end. But, but if I'm really honest, like the, it all blends into each other. But sure. the, the first port of call, because the thing is, the reason I put it in that order was because, I mean, I read The Secret, you know, I work a lot with the law of attraction. I read The Secret 12 years ago. I understood it on an intellectual level, but I didn't embody it. I didn't action it. Well, I did a bit and then it didn't work. Of course it didn't work because I didn't really get it. Because how can you manifest and attract the life, business, relationship, money that you want if you don't believe you're worth it. Right. If you don't believe you're worth it. So people come into personal development and sometimes in the wrong order, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. They're trying to manifest. And of course they're not manifesting because they don't believe they're worth what they're trying to ask for. So therefore they give up. Whereas in in my, my theory is, and I believe in it wholeheartedly. If you just come into a personal development process and go, right, let's just deal with what's, what, where we're at now. Let's deal with the crap that we've got hanging around. Let's get rid of it. Let's change it. Let's give a different perspective. And then suddenly you feel lighter. And then once you feel lighter and you've dealt with stuff from the past, you then go into self-love, self-care, building your confidence, building your self-esteem. And then once you're in that place, you manifest easy. Like, right. <laughs> easy because I deserve it. I'm worth it that's the energy you're giving off. So that's what you get back. So I, you know, my process is 18 weeks. I can, I do it on a one-to-one over three, three months. Um, but it's an ever, it's an ever evolving thing. You know, I, I'm still, I, I hope it never ends because that's the whole point. Absolutely. I love that. Now, um, some, I remember one client came to me and she was super anxious about the entire thing. So much fear. And, and she was, you know, she portrayed herself as a super confident woman and, you know, she was making seven figures and whatever it was. And she really was confident in her business sense. But then when it came to the event, it was like she was crumbling at the seams every single day. So how would you deal with somebody who has super anxiety about the unknown, the fear, the capacity that an event could bring you to? So she was very, Um, you know, I tried to coach her through the process and we tried to get into the mindset and she just wouldn't have it. So some people are very resistant to the whole thing. That's because, and you see that quite a lot, um, 
I, I see that quite a lot, is that people can hide behind the hustle. <laughs> so they can graft and they know how to, as long as they're, they're behind the scenes and they're grafting and they're putting in the work and they're, they, they, that all that's fine because it doesn't require them to be vulnerable, doesn't require them to be, and vulnerability is massive. Like you have to be, I think in order to be really successful and really happy, you have to be comfortable with vulnerability. Um, read anything by Brené Brown and, and you'll be backed up by that. I love that woman. Um, I've got like this, um, <laughs> I've got a personal development like fantasy family. and she's Girl crush. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what happened, I think what happened with your client there is that suddenly she was, she was, she had to stand up front. She was the face. She had to actually be face to face with somebody. And, and when you're, especially when you're achieving seven figures, suddenly there's an expectation level, there's a pressure level. What if I, you know, in her internal dialogue, what if I'm not what they expect? What if I'm not enough for them? What if, um, I fall flat on my face and they, it probably imposter syndrome. What if, yeah. you know, they, they're going to see me as a fraud. Maybe she's had it all her, all her time because you can still build a seven figure income and have an imposter syndrome. You know, there's True. quote after quote after quote of really successful famous people that all said, I think Jennifer um, J-Lo was like, she'd sold 50 million albums and still didn't think she was any good, you know? Yeah. So that's real for everybody. And so that is a classic example of somebody who has grafted and grinded and hustled, mm-hmm. yet still hasn't dealt with her in a shit. Right, right. <laughs> hasn't dealt with it and and so you know taking through the exercises what do you do a routine in the morning or in the evening to really work on that kind of stuff yourself or your clients (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so I'm a big fan of a morning routine my my method has changed over the years I've played with sort of a very strict one that's just sort of like up at 5 30 exercise meditate you know but now, now I'm working with clients and everybody's different. Everybody responds to different things. My favorite thing to do is to say, create a buffet table. So you have a buffet table of maybe 10 things that you would like to do in the morning. Maybe it's exercise, meditate, uh, do something called dream day journaling. So you journal your dream day. So you get into that space of like, what's, how would your perfect day be? Like, where would you wake up? Who would you be with? What would you be doing? Sure. You know, just totally climb into that visualization. So I have a thing of about maybe eight things. And then I get up and I do what feels good. Because if you think about energy, you know, if you're going to attract and be happy and feel and enjoy the journey and feel awesome all the time, you've got to do, if you're forcing, if something's forced, it's not right. Like you've got to do what you feel right. So you wake up, you have your buffet table, you have your set amount of time, or maybe you get up a little bit later. So you think, well, you know, I'm not going to be mad at myself. I'm still going to do something. But I always make sure that it involves something I have some mantras that I read. I've got a prayer that I read. I've got a, um, I dream day journal, which I love. Sometimes I'll do it in bullet points. Sometimes I'll write a big long mm-hmm. pages, you know, depending on how I feel. So it's just whatever feels good in the moment, do it, but always start your day with really good questions. Right. How can I day amazing? What's my intention for today? There's also a process in uh, law of attraction process called segment intending. So every segment of your day set a separate intention. So if sometimes if you set an intention for the whole day, that can, you know, by 11 o'clock, you could have failed and then be fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so um, I say segment, it's called segment intending. So I get up, my, my first segment is between me getting up and getting the kids up. So what do I want to do? How do I want to feel? And then they get the kids up. I just want to be organized. I don't want to get end up shouting at them. I just, <laughs> I just want everything to go smoothly. And then, so you sort of break your day down into 
but always have always just if you want a better life ask better questions like how can this day be awesome right you know that's perfect and that can also relate to an event too correct massively huge how do you, you know and getting into the attraction side of things see how the events go how do you want to feel like how does how do you want to feel when that event happens but when you wake up that morning how do you want to feel like set an intention for that and right. then you'll you will guide yourself in the direction of that happening whereas if you spend you know you've got to be so aware of your thoughts it's like if you're constantly thinking what if this happens what if that happens just flip it to what if it doesn't what if it goes amazing because everything is two things yeah there's one and there's two ends to everything absolutely called pivoting so if you start to this is another little process you can do so if you start to be on a negative um thought process or you're starting to feel rubbish go okay that's how i don't want to feel how do i want to feel well actually right. i want to feel Powered. I want to feel confident and it takes 16 seconds for one thought to attach to another so that's why people end up spiraling out of control into this oh my god that, that complete meltdown is because they've just not nipped it in the bud when they could when they could or should have done so that's amazing I love that so how long does it take 15 seconds you said to like 16 one? seconds for one thought okay. to attach to another so if you're on a, I have a negative thought in another 16 seconds another one will join it and then it spirals but it also works the other way too Right. <laughs> so you can attach. You have a positive. choice. Yes, that's yes. right. You have a choice. I love that. So um, talk to me last words or last piece of advice that you would tell somebody or if you had somebody, if some, anyone's uh, listening right now and they want to host an event or they want to host a retreat and they, they're thinking about, okay, now it seems a little bit more possible after listening to, to us, after listening to you and your methods, what would you say would be the first maybe step that they should take or any kind of advice that you want to give to people that are listening? Okay. I would say sit down in a quiet room that's with some candles that you feel calm in and just think about the, why you're doing it. Like what, what is the purpose? Because I think when you shine the light on the reason why you're doing it and not on yourself, it takes away some of the anxiety. So actually what is the end result? What do I want for the people coming to my event? How do I want them to feel? And the more you make it about them, the less anxious you will be. Turn it out and say, what fears are coming up? Like why, why, is, this, why is that frightening me? What areas, what could trip me up? So preempt the fear. And if you preempt the fear, you'll be able to handle it more. And then write down your fears, ask if they're true, get someone to help you with them if they're strong, but just say, I'm just gonna put a Lego brick down and I'm gonna take one day at a time. I've got a general idea about the big picture. Obviously, you know, you're there to help them with the big picture, Alicia, but it's just to take one day at a time and never forget why you're doing it. Absolutely, I love that. Thank you so much for- for Pleasure, it's been so much fun. And so tell us where we can find you. Do you have any resources or courses or programs that you offer? Yeah, I'm a, well, my Truly Magic DP program is actually launching at the end of April. So oh, that's wonderful. Um, do you see my really bad accent then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologize to everybody. Um, so that launches at the end of April. You can find me on Facebook, it's just Charlotte Pridmore. Um, I have a free Facebook group, which I can wonderful, for. absolutely, um, and I cover all things life, love, business, um, all things truly madly deeply in there. My website's just charlottepridmore.co.uk. Um, so yeah, just I, on Instagram, I'm Charlotte underscore Pridmore. So it's just my name. So I'm pretty Perfect. easy to find. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me. It was an absolute pleasure. And I hope everyone will create the event of their dreams through the mindset, you know, tackling that fear and using some of the great advice that Charlotte's given to us today. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.